you should never be losing money. It is possible to be profitable on every job. Yeah. Because like, that's the goal. Like there should never be like these jobs where it's like, well, you, we just don't make money on those because they're this, that, or the other thing. You got to base your prices off of like what it costs to run a real plumbing business. Yeah. To even worry about what everybody else is doing is silly. Dude, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> what's up, Joel? <laughs> Nothing. Just, uh, just chilling. Just chilling like a villain. Yeah. It's like hecka hot, but dude, it's incredibly hot but most of my life is inside we were talking about this i was talking about this with costin too like it's kind of weird like with what we do it just exists inside the box yeah so like i, I don't have to deal with traffic just kind of like wake up and walk upstairs i was like if i'm late it's because my eggs didn't cook right or something <laughs> or you know some like weird reason yeah it's really weird to go from like working like outside the home like mm -hmm. not even not even like like we made a huge transition from going <laughs> like working with our hands mm, in a yeah. totally like in different environments, not going to an office yep. to yeah, yeah. office work at home. Yeah. It's very home. strange. Like, like not just office work. Cause that's the natural progression is like yeah. office work, but it was like office work at home. Yep. And then that's just very strange, very strange. And you get used to it. Yes, you do. But what's weird is like, you probably wouldn't have done this before COVID. Like nope. it wouldn't have been yeah. normal enough to like to do. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. It would have been like a huge innovation instead of just like yeah. a kind of like a normal thing that we're still trying to figure out yep. how it works. Yep. And I think it, it works for some and it works not for everybody. I agree. But I think it's hard to just put a blanket statement on it, like one way or the other. I think that you have to figure it out. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into today because we're going to talk about how to get more leads no, how to make more money with less leads, right? Because yeah. more like oftentimes we hear plumbers come to us and they're like, I just need more leads. Yeah. And that's like their fix all solution for what's wrong in their business. Um, well, not even like what's wrong. Like it's their fix all solution to get where they want to go. Yes. Like I just want to get to here. If I had more leads, I could get to there. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Very true. Mm -hmm. And what do we find is the problem? Oh, well, we, there could be a bunch of things that could be the problem. Like, yep. I mean, everybody listens to this long enough, probably anticipates where we're going to go, but like thinking about your pricing is where you should be starting that conversation. Yeah. So instead of being like, oh, I need more leads. Like, cause when we hear that, like the first thing I think in my head is I'm like, Hmm, I wonder how you're priced. Cause yeah. that is such a huge component of the conversation. Cause if you're yeah. priced really low, then yeah, you will feel like you need more leads. Cause when you're saying I need more leads, you're really saying I don't have enough revenue to do the things I want to do. Yep. So then it's like, yeah. okay, well, if your price is too low, then more leads seems like the logical answer. Yep. But it's probably not the right answer yet. Yeah. So there's, I mean, we, we can talk about pricing as far as like how it plays into how you feel about your leads. Oh yeah, um, sure. And how it plays into how you actually go get more leads, right? Yep. And then, because that's going to play a big role in like, how effective your marketing is or how you feel about your marketing, all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And then there's also, we can get into, you know, optimizing the leads that you do get. Yes. And the different ways to go about that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're not optimizing the leads that you do get, then yeah. getting more won't really, it might move the needle because yep. essentially everybody's going to have more chances at bat, but right. it's still, that's not going to make, it's not going to take care of the other problems. Like everybody's still going to feel hectic and frantic and right. you're still not going to be seeing these huge gains and revenue yep and whether or not you're you know you're low on pricing or you're not optimizing your calls or maybe you really actually do need more leads mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how do you determine that 
and what are the effects of it? And right. like, once sure. you go fix these things, what are the positive effects of it? So we'll yeah. go into all that on this podcast. Yeah, cool. So let's dive right into the first one. Like, we talk about pricing a lot, but how does that affect our leads? Um, well, chances are, if I'm low on price, I'll have a hard time just getting consistent leads anyway. Right. Probably because if I'm low on price, I don't have a marketing company, so I'm probably doing it myself. Yep. Or I'm hiring like some portion of marketing. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I hired a guy and he's just doing PPC. Yep. But it's might not it might not even be like optimized with my GMB or anything like that or my website. It's yeah. just like one component because I'm trying to save money because I don't have enough to well, it's almost like the mindset is, isn't there either because I think it's ridiculous that a marketing company would charge X, Y, and Z. That's right. why I don't hire one. Right. But that's just because I'm not priced correct yet. Right. Yeah. And then in that, like, yeah, I mean, plumbers all the time are trying to find, like, this silver bullet to leads. Mm -hmm. And it's like, like any marketing company, they're going to do the same stuff, right? Yeah. Now, like if you can have an omnipresent marketing strategy, which is what we do at my company, I think that's best. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of plumbers we find, like they'll just hop, they'll hire a PPC agency and right. all they'll do is pay-per-click or mm -hmm. all they'll do is GLSA. Mm -hmm. All they'll do is Yelp, yeah, <laughs> right? Lots or, of Yelp. Or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, the problem with that is, number one, it's usually not that effective. Mm -hmm. Number two, so then they end up jumping ship, right? Right. Number two, when... Right. Like it, like it's not that effective, and so they jump ship to the next silver bullet, right? Yes. Um, rather than having a marketing strategy around their marketing mm -hmm. and doing multiple forms of marketing, and mm -hmm. really having like, you know, an agency that works on like being well known, right? So, like for instance, in my business, right, we have an agency, mm -hmm. and they work on tons of stuff. Yep. So, like we're on. I mean, let's just go into that a little bit so guys can get an idea of like mm, what sure. it looks like to actually properly market yeah, your yeah, business, yeah. right? And yeah, we should talk about like when you're looking at an agency, what they should be offering. Yeah. Like what we, we should hire an agency who offers these types of things. Yes. Yep. So I wouldn't like you see those TikTok ads like I'll run your TikTok ads or I'll get you yeah. 10 water heater leads a day on yep. Facebook or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Um those may not be a bad thing, sure, but they're not going to be the one thing that you need right. to make your business work. So just like, you know, we have Plum Social, we offer social media services for plumbers, mm -hmm. and a lot of times we'll get plumbers in, and if they don't have enough marketing going on the, on the back end, like mm -hmm. if they don't have like a what I would call a base marketing, right. then we don't even want to work for them right. because it's not we're not going to be effective, right? Right. So, mm -hmm. cuz we're not a silver bullet, mm -hmm. and we know that. Mm -hmm. Are we a part of your overall marketing strategy? Absolutely. Yes. Right? And that's kind of the key. Mm -hmm. So for me, like if I'm going to go, if I was a plumbing business and I was going to go hire a marketing company, you know, I would want to hire like a core company that I put on a retainer. Yes. So I'm paying them a monthly fee, which to a lot of plumbers mm -hmm. sounds ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if you can pay them a monthly fee and they're just going to continually work on your marketing, so sure. they're going to start with, the heavy hitters, mm -hmm. and then they're going to work their way down mm -hmm. all the way down to the little low-hanging mm -hmm. fruit, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to continually work on things that need to be continually worked on mm -hmm. and need to be continually optimized, like SEO. Mm -hmm. um, then that's how you win. So 
and I think within that, you should be trying to pick a marketing company that you can be with forever, like as long as you can, right? Like, like I mean, ideally, yeah. Like if they're doing their job well mm-hmm. and you're willing to be patient with them, mm-hmm. communicate with them, mm-hmm. and put enough money into your budget, um, like if you're doing those things and they're doing their job, yeah, then it should be a relationship that can continue yeah. as long as both parties are doing those things, right? Yes. So like if you have a marketing company and you hire them, but then your budget is super low. Right. Well, you can only expect so much with a low budget, right? right? right. So if you want to get more results, likely you need to spend more money, yep. right? Yep. Um, and that's where we go into price is that you can't afford to spend more money if you're not priced right in your business, yep. right? You probably can't even afford to hire the marketing company right. in the beginning. Right? And, if, and if you did, you might be disappointed because the leads that you got weren't sufficient but if you're priced right. properly, they might be sufficient. Yeah. So I would look for that in a marketing company. Retainer. Mm-hmm. And then I would want to make sure, like, you can hire companies that are on retainers, and I've seen guys do this. Like, there's this company that, for a while, I don't even know if they're around anymore. They were they were doing website, mm-hmm. Google My Business, PPC. Mm-hmm. And they were like six grand a month. So yeah. pretty high up yeah, there. pretty expensive. But then that's all they did. Mm-hmm. So anybody who hired them, they were like, cool, I got my marketing figured out. Sure. And yeah, then, yeah, but yeah. then they were missing all these other pieces, right? Mm-hmm. So like for me, I would want a marketing company that does, like they start off with the heavy hitters, like mm-hmm. Google My Business, mm-hmm. website that's optimized for PPC, mm-hmm. and then PPC, then GLSA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would want them to start like doing my social media. Mm-hmm. And then I want them to go through and make sure like, Everywhere on the internet I can be found. Right. And then all my information is accurate. Right. I would want them to be consistently working on SEO. Right. Like a lot of plumbers will say, you know, SEO is dead. Right. SEO just takes a long time. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. definitely not dead mm-hmm. and it's a continual thing. Right. Right. So yeah, like, like so long as search engines exist, SEO won't go away. Yeah. Because like those things are gonna work in tandem and they're gonna yeah. support one another. Yeah. So like, for instance, like when I started my plumbing business, we started with, you know, we started working on SEO Mm -hmm. and it was, it took me like a year and a half before I started popping Mm, up, you know, top of the results. Yeah. Top three of the map Mm -hmm. pack. Right. Mm -hmm. Took a while. Um, So just be ready to pay for it for a while. Right. Yeah. And it's like, once you get that, like, I think this boils down to a lot of like plumbers are thinking about, Mm. Like they're thinking about marketing in a sense of leads, right? Yeah, sure. Like how can I get more leads? How can I get more leads? But they're not really thinking about it in a sense of like, how do I become mm. more known in my community? Or because I, like that's different. Like leads mm-hmm. you pay for today, you get a lead tomorrow. Sure, right? sure, sure, sure. Becoming known in your community so that people know that number one, you have a plumbing company, mm-hmm. not you, but that your plumbing company exists. Right. And number two, that your plumbing company is a good option, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then e- you can even go even further. Like, people in our town now know about my company. After three years, mm-hmm. we are a top tier company, right? Right? They now know. Yes, we're expensive, but we do a really good job. Right. We take care of the customer. Right? Like we're well known for that. Um, and that takes time. Mm-hmm. So that takes that took like two and a half years mm-hmm. of a very consistent, huge marketing budget to get that out into the community, yeah, right? Sure. But now that that's out in the community, I'm spending way less on actual leads, right? Sure. Yeah. So like actual lead services like PPC, mm-hmm. 
Google local service ads, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. I spend like half of what I used to mm. just because my brand awareness and like what my company is about yeah. is out in the community now. Yeah. Right. And so the like, and like the bigger you want to grow your company, mm. like we have a market of what? 30,000 homes. Mm-hmm. I have a $5 million plumbing company. Maybe we'll hit six this year. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and it took two and a half, three years to get that out in the community. Sure. And I would say we're probably still working on it yeah. for a while, right? Mm-hmm. So you can imagine if you're growing like a 10, 15, $20 million plumbing shop. Sure. It's just going to take that much longer. Yeah. Like you got to be committed for the long haul, right? Yeah. And you have to be committing yourself not only to like leads today, but committing yourself to a system of marketing yeah. that will like get you work in a more robust way than just like, man, if I just press this button, yeah. I'll get leads today. And then I can turn it off for some reason if I need to, yep. or this and that and the other thing. Like, it's like kind of like, no, you're investing into a system. Yeah. You like want serious to marketing you... is like a system that you can just have in place. And then five years down the line, you're still relying on the system. You're still, the system is still being worked on in your yep. favor. You're still putting a bunch of money into it, but you're getting out of it what it's promising to deliver. Exactly. Which is essentially, yes, those leads that we want, but it's yes. not just like a, I hire him, <coughs> phone's ringing tomorrow. It's going to yeah. be awesome. I'm going to make tons of money. I'll be so busy. Exactly. So like once you've got those heavy hitters taken care of, then I would want my marketing company working on not only social media, but like mailers, you know, start doing TikTok ads, Facebook Mm -hmm. ads, Instagram ads, Mm -hmm. YouTube ads, start working on OTT. Yep. You can jump into, you know, billboards. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go into radio. You can go into TV. Mm -hmm. Like, and I would work on those from like, most cost effective, like right. if I spend money on this, it's going to get me leads now for a decent price. Mm-hmm. And then I would jump into, uh, you know, if I spend money on this, it's going to get me leads for, or develop my brand awareness or get right. me leads for maybe a, you know, maybe it's a more long-term thing or maybe it's a more expensive lead. Mm-hmm. And then when you start like working on your brand stuff, I would just go, you know, most cost effective. Right. So like I would start with social media and then mm-hmm. maybe I would go to mailers mm-hmm. and then I would start like sponsoring local sports teams and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, once, once you get to a certain point, there is marketing that needs to be done outside of just your marketing company. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you can go. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Sponsor, sponsor teams, go to local events, mm-hmm. you know, any event where you can get a booth. Sure. Like we do that every year. Yep. So huge return on my money yep. to go sit at a booth. I don't even sit at the booth, but my guys go sit at the booth, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, for three days and we just get to get in front of our customers face to face. Yeah. And we get to have equipment there that they probably don't even know exists. Right. And we get to have those conversations mm-hmm. and then we get to book calls to go install that equipment. Mm-hmm. So there's like, you can see that's a huge, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on, right? A lot of moving parts. Right. And so I would want one company that can take care of, of as much of that as possible. Yeah. So you're not doing it yourself. That way, yeah, that way I don't have to try to piece it together. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who don't want like one company handling all their stuff because mm-hmm. they're worried that um, like if something goes bad with that company, then it's all screwed. It's all screwed and they got to go jump ship sure. and then go start over with another marketing company. Sure. But, you know, knowing like how all that stuff ties together, it's like it's going to be really hard to tie in 
your Facebook ads and your Instagram ads mm-hmm. and your website visits and your whole retargeting strategy, mm-hmm. like retargeting is huge. Like it's a yes. huge thing. Like yes. being when, followed around on the internet is a lot of the ways that we end up buying things. Yeah. If you can, if somebody like searches you on Google, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just take this instance for, for a quick example. Somebody's got nasty water mm-hmm. and they know they need a water softener. Mm-hmm. They've been dealing with nasty water for two years. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. They go Google, you know, water softener installation mm-hmm. and your PPC ad pops up. Mm-hmm. And so they click on you and go to your website, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And specifically because they search water softener, they should go to a page on your website that's about you installing water softeners yeah, right. and how awesome your water softeners are and how they do such a good job and you offer a really good warranty and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, designed for homes in your area Mm -hmm. and all this good stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they get educated on the fact that your business puts in water softeners that will fix their water problem Mm -hmm. and it's specifically designed for them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now you could just stop there. Sure. But if you have a marketing company that all works together, you can now not only retarget them on Google, so they visited your website. You know they visited your water software page. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, now you can go sure. feed them um, Google ads, like Google display ads about water softeners. Sure. You can feed them YouTube ads about water softeners. Mm-hmm. You can feed them Facebook ads about water softeners. Mm-hmm. You can feed them TikTok ads about mm-hmm. water softeners. <laughs> you can feed them Instagram ads about yeah. like, yeah. at that point, they're going to be like, damn, these guys are like, they're everywhere. They must They must really know their stuff about water softeners. Yeah, but it's just going to keep that, oh, I need a water softener, yeah. top of mind, right? Yep. So when they <laughs> remember, oh, yeah, I need a water softener, mm-hmm. who do you think they're going to call? Mm-hmm. Like okay. chances of them calling you are pretty high. Like chances of them calling nobody and just dealing with it for two more years is pretty high. Right. But if you start retargeting them and then remind them every day about how much that dirty yep. water is bothering mm-hmm. them, chances of them calling you to get it fixed go up quite a bit. Yep. Okay. So, and in that sense, like you're not even like relying on somebody to have a plumbing problem. You are creating a phone call at that Mm -hmm. point. Right. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't have been there. Right. Right. And it all started with a Google pay-per-click ad. Right. That. Sure. You're going to try and tart, like you're going to try and say, like you're going to try and get an ROI on your pay-per-click ad. Mm-hmm. But like in that instance, you can't tie that water softener install all the way back to that pay-per-click ad, right? So yeah. it's good to like know your ROI, but I think it's important to not obsess over it, right? And just yeah, yeah, be yeah. willing to spend good money everywhere. Yeah, and because this is going to like, because later on in this conversation, we're going to talk about how to optimize <coughs> the call, like when the technicians are in the house. Yeah. But that's just almost like optimizing the click. Like so this example <laughs> is kind like... Of, yeah. Like somebody f- initiated this one thing and your one PPC ad like drew them in. Mm-hmm. But then since we're optimizing that action by the person who needs a water softener, now all these other things are happening. Where if yeah. they just would have saw the one ad, yeah, it's one. That's cool. Yeah. But there's other ways to continually optimize that to just be in front of that person. Yeah. Because like really like, let's see, advertising like at its core correct me if I'm wrong here, but is just putting an option in front of somebody. Like at its core, like even pay-per-click, it's saying, hey, look at me. 
And yeah, you're paying for that. Look at me. But that's all it is because there's nothing that's forcing anybody's hand to do something. It is all about getting in front of somebody. What I think is cool about pay-per-click, and this is getting way off topic, (laughs) but what I think is cool about pay-per-click is you don't even pay for the, hey, look at me. Mm, Sure. Sure. Like I'll keep like I could turn my pay-per-click off today mm-hmm. and probably be okay for a long time because their mm-hmm. brand awareness is so good. Right, right. Right. But I I continually spend 15 to 20k a month on mm-hmm. pay-per-click mm-hmm. because I know that when somebody searches plumber or some keyword that we pay for, they see a few options yeah, pops up. and I'm showing up in there whether they're mm-hmm. clicking me or not. To me, mm-hmm. that's worth it. Like just for them to see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. you cannot measure that ROI. And that's why yeah. I say don't be obsessed with ROI. Like, yeah. like guys who are obsessed with ROI are usually they're going back to they want to find that silver bullet. Sure. And they're yeah, usually yeah, obsessed sure. with ROI because they don't have enough money in their marketing budget. So they need to be, right? Sure. And yeah, they're not really at this point where they're making enough on the calls and they're they can sort of relax in that sense because the system is in place. Yeah. So you, so usually it boils down to a pricing issue. Yeah. Is really sure. what it is. Like yeah. pricing and not optimizing your calls, right? That's mm. why they're looking for the silver bullet. Yeah. So like the when we're stressing so much about ROI, that could be an indicator that there's something else in your business that you're overlooking. Definitely. And it's probably price. Because it's Definitely. like for you, like talking to you about these things. So I mm-hmm. always come to you like, Jared, ROI is important. And you're like, yeah, I mean, it is, but like, like, like not dude, more important than like a lot of other things. I could track so much more in my business. And I'm, sh- as I like, if I was to grow my business larger, mm-hmm. it would probably be become more important. Sure. Um, mm, sure. But like, I just, I'm just a fan of, I want people to know who I am. Mm-hmm. And if I can spend money to get people to know who I am, like if I know that I can get in front of mm-hmm. X amount of eyeballs for X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm good spending that money mm-hmm. because I understand that if I get in front of enough eyeballs and peop- enough people know who I am mm-hmm. and like you mix that with sure. being findable on the internet. Sure. Right? Yeah. You mix the two. And that's why like a lot of people will come to us to get on social media we're mm-hmm. really good at getting you in front of eyeballs. Mm-hmm. We can get you in front of tens of thousands of eyeballs every month. Mm-hmm. But if you're not findable on the internet, yeah, it doesn't, it really doesn't do you any good. Yep. So I understand, like, if I can get in front of a bunch of eyeballs and everybody knows who I am, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've proven this in my market, mm-hmm. then, and we're findable on the internet, when somebody needs a plumber and they want to find you, they're going to find you and they're going to call you, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mm-hmm. look at, I look at everything with, am I going to get in front of more eyeballs? Right. Yes. Right. I'm willing to pay more money for it. Yeah. And that's kind of how I tier my marketing. It's like, okay, um, you know, once, once this gets to a point where it's, where I'm, you know, it's hard. It's like with PPC, Mm -hmm. I can only spend so much. Sure. Right. Um, and it, like I used to be able to spend more on PPC. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was because I didn't have, that brand awareness in the community. Mm, so it actually costs me more in PBC to get the clicks to stay busy, sure. right? Yeah, sure. To get the work yeah. to stay busy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But once I like shifted and understood like, oh, people need to know who we are, what we do, right, and what we're all about at this company. Right. Once they learn that, they're going to be 10,000 times more likely to click on my PBC ad, right? Yes. And just like the example before, my PPC ads are also good for 
not just people searching and clicking on me and me right. getting a lead, right? Right. They're good for eyeballs as well. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've always looked. Like we have always, like my PBC has pretty much an unlimited budget. Like <laughs> sure, yeah, I've you told n- your marketing company, just here's all the money. I've never capped it. Like we've had, we had months in the beginning where we spent 38 grand on PPC mm-hmm. um, to keep seven guys busy. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the month, I still made money, right? Because right. I had PPC, a large PPC budget in my, you know, built into my pricing. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of like what I would look at for a marketing company. Mm-hmm. Let's go into like, like you're not going to be able to afford that. Well, real like, quick on that, because it's like your mindset has never been, oh, one day I'll be able to turn off this advertising because right. I won't need it. Yep. Because I get the sense that maybe there's a mindset that's like, okay, well, once this is good, like once my brand awareness gets to a point, I can turn off this advertising. Right. And then that will solve the revenue question, right? Because I think at the at the beginning of that question or that problem is I'm not making enough money, so if I can lower my expenses, I'm making more money. Right. But you've never been like, oh, I'm just going to turn off advertising once I get to a certain level. You're just like, I'll just keep the advertising going, even though you yeah. quote unquote could. Because yeah. it's almost like cutting off a helpful like instrument within your business. Yep. The only time I've turned off advertising is if I just, like, we have way too much work. Sure. So there's a time of year in our market where everybody gets busy, yeah. right? And so I'll turn off, like, my lead generation marketing at that mm-hmm. point in time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll turn PPC off for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the only time. Just mm-hmm. to slow down the lead volume coming into my business. Right. right. But I always kick it back on. Right. Um and that's just because I've seen business owners over the years, like in my market, mm-hmm. and I've watched, you know, my brother's been in advertising for 20 years, mm-hmm. and I've watched these guys have these successful businesses in mm-hmm. my market mm-hmm. that have continued to be successful over 20-year periods, mm-hmm. right? And it's always the ones who were willing to spend on marketing consistently. Sure. Like they had decent-sized marketing budgets. Mm-hmm. So probably 10% of their desired revenue Mm. on marketing. Desired revenue, that's key. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Like to a point. Like if I was at zero and I was like- I want a billion dollars. Yeah, I (laughs) want to make 10 million, so I'm going to spend a million. Well, you ain't got a million, (laughs) buddy. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. So, and you could even handle a million dollars worth of work, right? So yeah, you got to step it up Mm -hmm. incrementally. Mm -hmm. But like if you're at 1 million and you want to hit 1.5, yeah, spend 150, maybe maybe even a little more. Yeah, the point is- you're not trying to market for your current amount of revenue. Yeah. You're saying, okay, currently I do this, so let's spend for a little bit more. Yeah, so like, you know, last year I did this. This year I think I could probably hit this. Yeah. Like if I could get enough work, I could add on a couple trucks. Yeah. You know, I've added on three or four trucks in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an extra, you know, my guys are doing 500000 a year. That's an extra $2 million I could add mm-hmm. on this year. Mm-hmm. So if I want to hit that extra $2 million, I need to be willing to spend, you know, an extra 150, 200,000 yeah. extra on marketing than I already am, mm-hmm. right? So that, to me, that would be reasonable. Yep. Divide that into 12 months, it's not as much money as you think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's because I've seen those guys win. And I've seen the ones mm-hmm. also that dropped their marketing. Sure. And they didn't win. Like they lost. Sure. So I've seen multiple companies you know, during a slow time mm. or during a recession, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't have funds in the bank to float for a while. Mm-hmm. And so 
they start dropping stuff. And instead of dropping like overhead or, you know, work is slow. So what's the first thing that you have extra of if work is slow? Labor. You have extra labor, mm -hmm. right? Um, you likely have some overhead expenses that you've just been paying yeah. just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making good money, right? Mm -hmm. So rather than stacking away money, first of all, so they can float through a, a slow season, mm -hmm. uh, they have no money. And then when they go to cut stuff, they don't cut labor or overhead, right? Because mm -hmm. nobody, no, like overhead would be easy, but nobody wants to cut labor. No, because well, that's emotional. There's an yeah. emotional attachment to it, which, I mean, we totally understand. I get it. Yeah. But the thing is, is like they go in and they cut marketing. Now there's a lot more at risk. So here's the thing. Like when you start marketing, you get the ball rolling, right? Yeah. So like me, it took me two and a half years to get uh, the ball yeah, to yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah, at. Yeah. When I stop marketing, guess what happens to that ball? It starts to roll backwards. It starts to roll back downhill. <laughs> Probably right? kind of quick too. So then when I start up again, mm -hmm. I got to start building that momentum again. Mm -hmm. I got to start rolling that ball from where it rolled back to, right? Mm -hmm. And so... These guys will go in, they'll cut marketing, and then they end up having to cut the labor anyways. Yeah. But now, instead of being able to just keep the ball rolling, yeah. there's, now they cut labor and they're way back here with their marketing. Yes. Right? And so they're in a very precarious position. <laughs> very precarious. And yeah. so then they got to get it, they got to get that back up and rolling. It's like almost like starting over. It's almost like a mini restart. Like yeah. A, hopefully a mini restart. Yeah, and, and they got not just a full restart. Yeah, and they got to get it back up and rolling, hopefully before the next slow time, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you yeah. can, like, if you can just know that and say, okay, it's slow time, you know, you don't, you never know how long it's going to last. Yep. When you get down to a certain amount of funds, best thing you can do is keep marketing. They have some of that labor, and that is a tough decision. But that's why you're the business owner, and I mean, that's why you make the big bucks. Because yeah. you have to be the one to be able to have the courage to make that decision. Yep. And also the knowledge and the wisdom, how to do it, when to do it, and why to do it. Yep. Exactly. It's a tough decision though. It's incredibly hard. Like it's like because of like typically we like the people we work with. Yeah. And it's really like like I mean, like, how would you go about that if you had to do that? Just since we're talking on this topic. Like if you had to let some labor go because of I mean, honestly, because you made a mistake or yeah. like Probably, right? Because you probably made a mistake somewhere that got to this position, right? Yeah, I mean, the mistake was you didn't put enough cash reserves aside. Yeah, sure. Really is what it is, right? Yeah. Or you didn't you didn't come up with an, enough, like, secondary sources of revenue Yeah. during good times to yeah, where sure. when, you know, this business dropped, this business was doing really well. Or you weren't you even could, priced properly to begin with. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, because right? like, really, like, you can start your business in a windfall series of years. And you can be like, oh yeah. my gosh, I just I just landed all these. Typically, in my experience, what I hear is like, I just landed these really good like, oh, maintenance contracts. Mm -hmm. I got like four good maintenance contracts, man. I'm hiring like five guys because I'm just just crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're you're excited about the new business. You're not even considering your price because the maintenance contracts probably wouldn't exist if you're priced properly. Probably. And so you're <laughs> leaning into it. You're afraid to raise prices because you might lose these contracts. You just hired five guys. You survive maybe profitable for two years. And then suddenly the maintenance guys are like, yeah, man, we found a new guy. He's cheaper than you. Yep. And you start to lose things, but then you don't have a solid foundation because your pricing isn't good. And now you're in this situation where you're like, okay. Like to me, that's like, like relying on a maintenance contract. That's like relying on one source of marketing, right? Yeah. It's one you're source just of relying work. on one source of lead flow. Where you don't right? even have full control because you yeah. can't say, Hey, this is my price. Um, you're one customer. 
Okay, you yep. deny it. You don't want to do any work. Cool. I'll go do some work over there. You're like, oh, crap. This is not one customer. This is like a lot of customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, I mean, that's almost another conversation on the side. Yep. But like the, the point is, is you could come into your business at a, a windfall scenario and you just might think that's business as usual. And then you get to the point where you've hired guys and now it's not sustainable and you have no marketing. Yeah. You have very little marketing budget and you're underpriced. Yep. And now you have to sort of cut labor. How would you go about that? Cutting labor, yeah, because at this point, I mean, you just have to like that. You but just, that conversation, I would, I would go about, I would cut the least valuable labor and the easiest labor to replace, right? Sure. Or what labor is making me the least amount of money right now? Sure. Sure. Like at some point in time, like, mm. like if I lost enough guys in my plumbing business, then I would like my most expensive labor is my general manager, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But he's also the hardest one to replace, right. so that'd be a like it might be a conversation of like, dude, I need you to go get out in the truck. Right, sure. Like I want to keep you on and I want to grow this back to where it was. I made this mistake. Right. Sorry about this. Like <laughs> it's not I don't want it to happen again. Right. Yeah, yeah. And likely he would do that because he knows like he's not gonna go make as good of money anywhere else. Right. right? Yeah. And he know and if we can if we can steer the ship right, and he's he'd be bought in too. If we could steer the ship right, then he can have his position yeah. back, right? Yeah. And this is such a big conversation too, because like the phrase if he was bought in is key to this, to your current recovery model. Yeah. But your general manager is bought in because you've proven yourself over and over that it's worth being bought into. Yeah. And so that can come back to like even that comes back to price. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It does. <laughs> like everything at the end of the day, like yeah. because price is so foundational. Yeah. Everything comes back to the price, yeah. right? Well, let's talk At about that then. Let's talk about that then. Like the whole idea of making more money with less leads. Or I come to you and I'm like, hey, Jared, I got a lead problem. If you can get me more leads, I'll be just fine. <laughs> and then let's... <laughs> I'll be like, um, are you sure you have a lead problem? And then I'll be like, well, yeah, because I don't have enough work. Yeah, Why that, wouldn't I? That's, and I'll be like, okay, let's talk about that. Like, like if I flooded you with leads today, like what's going to happen? Like how's your pricing? Do you, are you 100% sure that you can make money on every single job? I mean, I'm pretty sure. If I send you a thousand toilet flappers today, would you make a bunch of money on toilet flappers, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, yeah. okay. And then I would be like, okay, so, you know, I would ask, how are you charging? Like, are you charging flat rate or by the hour? Well, I mostly it's flat rate. So mostly flat rate. Yeah. If you were... <laughs> Yeah, this is a real conversation too. So they are. This, I'm not pulling this. That's out. why I'm laughing because it's actually kind of funny. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong. I don't want to demean the plumbers no, no, here. No, like, no, no, there's no, nothing not, wrong with not knowing what you don't know. Yeah. It's funny to me and Joel because we just hear it so often, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah. And okay, so you're charging mostly flat rate. Yeah, yeah. And when you're charging flat rate, like, what are you basing those prices off of? Like, let's um, say you have a toilet flapper and you're gonna go. Somebody's going to pay you to replace a flapper. Mm-hmm. How are you coming up with that flat rate price? Um, well, typically, like, my labor is, like, this much. And then, like, you know, the parts is probably about this. Mm-hmm. So I'll mark it up a little bit. And then, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's any other thing I'd put in there. That's usually about it, right? Yeah. And so it's kind of in there, but it, there's a flat rate price for it. Yeah. And it's probably around like 200 bucks, maybe 200 bucks per hour, give or take $200 per hour. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Give or take. So does that $200 per hour, are you sure that when you charge that per hour, Mm -hmm. is that covering all of your overhead expenses for your company plus a profit margin? 
Yeah, I think so. Can you break that down for me? I mean, I know that like at the end of the month, like, I mean, I, uh, I think I'm making money at the end of the month. So then I would ask you like, so biggest like symptom, you're not making any money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can yeah. ask this question. Yeah. Like at the end of the month, what does it feel like? Do you sure. feel like you're billing out a bunch of money? Sure. Right? Because I remember doing this in my business. Mm-hmm. I remember going, I think I was charging $140 an hour when I when I mm-hmm. went into business. And it was like, dude, I'm I was billing out thousands of dollars every week mm-hmm. um, versus getting a thousand dollar paycheck when I was working for somebody else, right? Right, 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 right. And so it's like, okay, I, I feel like I'm billing out a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the month, you're doing a ton of work too. Like doing you're ton- probably busy all the busy, time. Busy, working mm-hmm. my nuts off, mm-hmm. billing out $140 an hour, 140 an hour, billing out thousands of dollars at mm-hmm. a time. But then at the end of the month, where'd all the money go? Yeah. So like, do you feel like, you know, you're billing out a bunch of money, but it's, yeah, that's exactly how it's I feel. going out as fast as it's coming in? I work seven days a week. I work six days. Let's be realistic. I work six days a week, sometimes seven. Yeah. That's a pricing problem. Right. Yeah. Um, If you're working half, if you're billing out half of your days Mm. and there's money left in the bank at the end of the month, then you don't have a pricing problem. Anything else? That's actually a good, uh, that's a good rule of, um, could you consider that a rule of thumb? Oh, totally. Nail it down that, that close. Like Like if if you're consistently billing four hours of your time every single day, uh right? Mm -hmm. So four hours of my time, I'm making money. Yes. Like I go to customers' houses and they give me money about half of my time. Yes. Some customers don't, and that goes into my non-billable time, and the yep. other is my billable, okay? Yep. If you're billing out four hours of billable time every day for five days a week, for four weeks, for 20 days, mm-hmm. right, then you should be able to take the total amount that you build mm-hmm. and the money left in your bank account should be at least 20%. Mm right? Mm-hmm. Of what you totally build. Right. So if you build out four hours a day, let's say you're, let's just say you're 500 bucks an hour. Sure. So that's an easy one. Mm-hmm. You should be a lot $2,000 a day mm-hmm. times 20 days. Mm-hmm. So that's what? Could be anything. <laughs> Dude, I'm not good at math in my head. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at math just like in general. Uh, 10 times 2,000 would be 20,000. So you should be billing out 40 grand a month. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You should have 10,000 of that left in your bank account. Mm, gotcha. That would be reasonable to me. Like mm-hmm. one guy should easily bill out 40 grand a month, have 10 grand left in their bank account. And maybe that's another way to think about it. Like an easy metric is like, like let's say we're having this conversation and you ask like, okay, so what do you do in revenue? Like mm-hmm. I'm the only guy in my company. Like what are you yeah. doing in revenue for, for a month? And I'm like, I do 10 grand per month. And yeah. then you'd be like, are you busy? I'm like, yeah, I'm super busy. Busy all the time. I'd Dude, be like, you're way underpriced. Like, oh. Okay, well, how much should I be? How much, in your experience, do you see people do who are, like, priced right? Dude, 30, 40 grand minimum. Wow, for one person? Yeah, like, even huh. then, you're probably underpriced. Like, sure. realistically, because the business owner, they're not going to bill out four hours a day if they're busy. Yeah, yeah, They're going to yeah, bill out way more than yeah, that, Yeah, the right? business owner is going to be billing out. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. you're super motivated. Mm-hmm. You want that money. Yep. You want that money, I got to make it work, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have you seen that guy on YouTube? He's... He sells like wholesale classes. Mm-hmm. He's Asian, I think. Mm-hmm. I think some mm-hmm. sort of Asian descent. Mm-hmm. He says, and I think he does it on purpose. Mm-hmm. He says, "Gotta get that money." <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not seen it. I'll probably see the ad now, though. Probably. I'll, I'll let you yeah, know. Your phone's listening. Yeah, in. yeah. I'll yeah. Listen. Oh, definitely. Everything's listening. It's pretty funny. It's for my betterment, though. 
Yes. Anyway, <laughs> you're super motivated. I mean, so like to give you an example, the first three months I was in business, mm-hmm. I paid all my business expenses mm-hmm. and I put 80 grand away. Sure. In three months. Sure. Okay. So do the math on that. I don't even know what that is. It's like 25 ish <laughs> grand per yeah, month. Give 27.5. Yeah. Right. On top. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Profit every month yep. for three months. Yep. Right? Just by yourself. In order to do that. Yeah. Plus, you know, paid myself a living wage, yep. paid all my business expenses. Granted, they were pretty low at the time. Sure. Um, plus, paid off all my debts from starting my business. Mm-hmm. So, like another 10K in debts. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it can be done. Mm-hmm. But that was solely just because I was. I wasn't even priced properly at that point in time. I was priced higher than I'd ever been before. Yeah. And I would say I was still underpriced, um, Mm -hmm. but I was hustling, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, sure. Out of, like, I was having, like, $60,000 months Mm -hmm. for three months, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas before when I was, like, I would do $20,000 months when I was $140 an hour, Mm -hmm. but Mm. I wouldn't have any of it left over. Right, yeah, because it all go into expenses and everything like that. And then the second I, I think the first time I raised my prices, I started getting a handle on my pricing. Mm-hmm. I think I went to like two fifty nine. Mm-hmm. It was like my first bump. Sure, like one forty to two fifty nine. Yeah, one forty to two fifty nine. I remember when you were going through that, dude. That was because you were like super scary. You're like, dude, this is this is crazy. Yeah. And then you're telling everybody else like, you should raise your prices. <laughs> you still tell <laughs> <Yeah>. people, <laughs> dude, every day. Yeah, <laughs> I tell everybody. Yeah, I know. dude. Like, why are you so cheap? Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's weird. I don't like, I don't understand it. Like if I could sell 10 of these cups at a hundred dollars instead of 20 of these cups at $50, why would you not sell 10 of them at a hundred dollars? Probably. I mean, one thing, and this pertains, I think to the plumbing field is it's just a limiting belief that says one limiting belief is nobody would pay for it, which could be true depending on how expensive that cup is, or if you're like 1200 bucks an hour, something insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the other limiting belief is this isn't valuable enough to justify that. Right. And But see, the problem with that limiting belief is it's usually based on because everybody else isn't doing it that expensive. So therefore, yeah. I can't. The, the thing that's weird about that is like if you're in your market and you're worried about like, well, everybody else is charging 160 so how am I going to charge? 400, right? Because right? um, I don't think we have anybody less than 400 around the United States. Yeah, right I don't now. think so. So if if you're going to go out and charge 400, but everybody else is charging 160, like, how is that going to work? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's silly. It's like, quit focusing on things you can't mm-hmm. control, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't control like how they run their business, mm-hmm. what, how good they're running their business, how well they're paying their guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, how well they're paying their CSRs, how well they're taking care of their customers. Mm -hmm. You can't control whether they're making a profit or not. And you don't know any of those things, right? right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like you can speculate, but you don't know. Right. So rather than that, let's just like focus in on my business. Right. Like your business. Right. Okay, my plumbing business, here's all my expenses to run it. Right. It's very objective. It's like... 100% 100% objective. Yeah. I can't, I literally can't run it any cheaper. Yep. And so now let's boil that down to like how many billable hours I'm going to get in a year. Mm-hmm. And then let's add a percentage for profit on that. Mm-hmm. Right? It's That's math. That is mm-hmm. your business. Mm-hmm. Now, any other business who wants to offer 
anything close to what you're offering the customer. The beautiful thing about expenses, mm, if you sure. have expenses for mm -hmm. your business and all of your expenses are are legit expenses for your business, they're yep. not just weird fluff expenses. Right. Like, well, like, is there any like good example of a true fluff expense that people might engage in? Not like Bugattis or weird things like that, but like, because I know it's hard for me to pin down like what would be a fluff expense. So like, to me, it's like, okay, like, I think, you know, I don't know if, I don't know how to put this, but like, mm -hmm. there's, you know, like the Toyota business model. So like back in mm -hmm. the day, Toyota mm -hmm. was huge, right? Mm -hmm. They ran very lean mm -hmm. and very efficient. Right, sure. Um, and so none of their expenses were unneeded, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in, in your plumbing business, to me, that's how you want to do as well. Yeah, like, sure. you want to run that thing as efficient as possible. Sure, of course. Okay? Like if you've got a shop guy, mm. I would argue, does he make you revenue? Yeah. Is he actually needed? Right. Mm. An apprentice would be another one. An apprentice. Mm -hmm. Like it's some like when you're small and you have an apprentice out in a truck, every, like, yeah, it's it's great to train the next generation. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. But if you're a small business owner, you gotta worry about your business before you worry about training the next generation. Yes. Right. Because your family's at stake your business is at stake, your other employees at your business, mm -hmm. their livelihood is at stake. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure that all of that is good. Mm -hmm. You have a machine built. It's mm -hmm. making good revenue. Mm -hmm. And now if you want to take some of that profit margin and bring in an apprentice, great. Right. But, but before that, like when you're just starting out and you've got one or two or three or four guys mm -hmm. to bring on apprentices, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. um, unless I, there is one exception to that. Like I would do that. Like if I had a bunch of like, like jobs where I needed two people, yeah, and one of those persons could be an be an apprentice, yeah, to where I could keep an apprentice busy on those jobs mm -hmm. all year long, because mm -hmm. then he becomes an asset, yes. right? He becomes yep. somebody who's working to bill out more money and increase my profits, yes, right? Versus somebody who's just what do we call it? Passenger princess, yeah. right? <laughs> Sitt yeah, sitting yeah. in your van, yeah. Not yeah. actually producing anything, not yeah. actually billing out money, mm -hmm. just there to learn, right? Yeah. That's the only time I would I would have an apprentice. Mm -hmm. So there are, there are times where it makes sense, right? Like if you had a bunch of you know dig jobs, sure, and you needed you needed two people there, mm -hmm. maybe it was big long pieces of pipe. Mm -hmm. um, somebody needs to be on a shovel mm -hmm. while the other guy's on the backhoe. Mm -hmm. Sure, makes sense to have an apprentice there. Yep. If you can keep that apprentice on the, that type of work, seventy five percent of the year. Makes sense to have an apprentice, yeah, gotcha. right? Then I would do it. Um, but yeah, that would be an example of like kind of a what I would consider a fluff expense. Right. Okay, so if all of your expenses, this coffee cups my expenses. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. all of your expenses <laughs> like add value to your company, sure. To they add value to your systems, your sure. efficiency, mm -hmm. and your customers' satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which you know, like benefits sure. for your guys play into that. Yep. Right how much your the people at your business get paid mm -hmm. play into how efficient you're going to be, um, how well you're going to take care of your customer, mm -hmm. the quality of the work you do. Mm -hmm. If all of your expenses play into that, then if you add up your expenses for the whole year, that is a dollar representation of the value that you're bringing into the marketplace. Right. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. So if anybody else wanted to bring that amount of value to the marketplace... Mm -hmm they are not going to be able to come in and do it any cheaper. Right. 
right? Mm -hmm. So if $200 an hour guy next door was adding as much value as you into the marketplace, but he still charged $200 an hour, he's not going to be able to make a profit. Right. And he's not going to be able to continue to run his business. Right. Right. Yep. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So like to work, like to even worry about what everybody else is doing, Mm -hmm. like just to spend your time and attention on what everybody else is doing Mm -hmm. is silly. Mm -hmm. Instead, let's shift our focus, work on what we got going on. Mm -hmm. Let's make it as efficient as possible. Mm -hmm. Let's take the best care of our customers. Mm -hmm. Let's take the best care of our employees. Mm -hmm. Let's charge what we need to charge in order to stay in business and make a profit. And let's provide like the best service on the planet. Like let's create a machine that's Mm -hmm. freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's how you win. Sure. Like if you're focusing on your competition, you're Mm -hmm. not paying enough attention to your business. Right. If you're solely focused on your business and not worrying about everybody else, you're going to come out on top because mm-hmm. chances are they're not doing that. Right. right. Yeah. It's so easy just for us as humans to look outwards more than we're looking inwards. Yeah. It's, I it's, mean, we do it with everything. Yeah. And it's worry, it's fear. You know, you're. It's usually scarier to look inwards than it is to look outwards. Yeah. It's easy to look outwards and hem and haw or cast judgment or whatever. Yep. It's harder to like turn those savage instincts on our own self. Yeah. And then begin to fix those things. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So <laughs> we got our pricing good now because again, we're still talking about like, do I have a lead problem? And so in our conversation, we just got through that whole pricing thing. I'm like, okay, Jared, I feel like I am priced kind of low now after yeah. hearing what you said. So I'm at like 200 bucks, but you're saying that's low. Um, I should probably figure out my expenses. So now think about it this way. You mm-hmm. figure out your expenses, you okay. get your pricing fixed. Mm-hmm. Now think about what happens. You're, you're now pricing probably double yep. most times, right? Mm-hmm. Now you get a lead and you go to a toilet flapper. Mm-hmm. So it used to be we would go to, like, I remember I had this epiphany, mm-hmm. and I may have said this in the last podcast, but <laughs> I was I got a call from a guy, and he was like, hey, I need you to come fix my toilet flapper. Mm-hmm. And I was like, looking at my schedule, I'm like, I, like, honestly, man, like, I could come to your house, but for me to come to your house and you know, I'm $120 an hour, or $140 mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come to your house. Changing your toilet flapper is going to take me like 10 minutes at most. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to charge you like 14 bucks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> plus the cost of the flapper. It, it Plus markup. Like I might charge you like 50 bucks. Right. Make it a nice round number. I, even then, like I used to have a one hour minimum. So maybe I charge you 140 bucks plus the materials. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, it's not worth my time. Yeah. And that's where, like, most guys go, right? Right. Yeah, sure. Or they go and they make the 140 bucks, and their guy goes to four of those a day, and so they make, you know, 500 bucks at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But then you multiply that times the whole month, and they really didn't bill out that much, right? right? They bill right. out 10 grand. Right. One truck. Right. And I guarantee you that truck costs you more than 10 grand to have on the road. Right. Um, so, it, like, when your price low, it just doesn't pencil. Right. What happens when you're priced properly is mm. now all of a sudden, like you need to have this shift of mindset of I'm not going to go do toilet flappers because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to I'm going to make it make sense for me to go do a toilet flapper. Yeah. Right. Well, it Be- even makes sense because 
I mean, you're comfortable going to that toilet flapper because you're like, oh, well, I'm profitable in toilet flappers. Yeah. So if it takes me 10 minutes to do this, I'll make money on it and then I can move on to the next call. Exactly. But then because you're operating sort of in that, it's almost like more of a confident perspective, then even when you do that toilet flapper, you're going to have space to sort of operate outside just the toilet flapper. Yeah. Like you can take a higher look at the problems that that customer might want to be solved. That isn't just a toilet flapper. Here's the thing. The guy that called me that day, he wanted his toilet flapper replaced. Mm -hmm. Like he was, I told him that whole story and he goes, I don't care what it costs. I just want my toilet flapper replaced. Like charge me whatever you have to. Mm. Like he even understood it more than I did. <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> I don't care if it's 500 bucks. Yeah. I just want my, yeah. like, yeah. I just want my toilet working again. Right. Yeah. And I was so much in the mindset of like, like, I think I was like, dude, like just pull the top off your toilet lid yeah. and like, yeah. just tell him go real in quick there. Like it, trying to it's help super out. easy. Right. Mm -hmm. But he didn't want that. He yeah, yeah, literally yeah. just wanted somebody to show up at his house as quickly as possible, fix his problem, pay him some money. And then the problem's gone and the guy's gone and he doesn't have to think about it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. So in our example, a guy who's priced right now, 400 bucks an hour, and he realizes, oh, I got a bill for all of my time. Mm -hmm. I got a bill for the time that I drive there, plus the time that I'm there, plus the time that it takes to communicate with the customer and the yep. time that it takes to bill the customer and the time that it takes to like re-clean my van or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, now all of a sudden, a toilet flapper is 400 bucks. Mm -hmm. That sounds worth it. I'll drive for 20 minutes, spend five minutes replacing a flapper and five minutes billing a guy for mm -hmm. for 400 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of like, that's what happens when you actually like get your prices fixed, right? right? Is that, yeah, is that like, I mean, being, it is possible to be profitable on every job. Yeah. Because like, that's the goal. Like there should never be like these jobs where it's like, well, you, we just don't make money on those because they're this, that, or the other thing. It's like every yeah. job is profitable. Yeah, so think about the like, Previous example of guy who's charging a hundred bucks to do a toilet flapper and he's gone to four toilet flappers a day. He goes to X amount of them a month mm -hmm. and he's making, you know, 10 grand a month. Well, now all of a sudden he's making you 40 grand a month just right. billing out toilet flappers. Right. 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 That's the difference. Right. I remember at the beginning of the conversation, we were like, well, how on minimum, what should a guy be billing out? Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Like you can do it all on toilet flappers. Not that that's going to happen. Of course. Ever. Of course. But um, I mean, and then like from there, like you've got your pricing fixed, but like you, if you were going to that call properly, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say you've got, you actually, you feel like you have a lack of leads, right? Mm -hmm. Because like typically you feel like you have a lack of leads because I'm not making enough money on the amount of leads that I have right now. Yes. And it, and typically what we see is it's not a lead problem. Mm -hmm. It's just, you're not priced right. Like you're not making enough money on the leads you are getting. Right. Yeah. So, so the, like our whole conversation is like, how can I make more money on less leads? Mm -hmm. Like the easiest way is number one, charge more for mm -hmm. the leads you are getting. So mm -hmm. when you go to their house, charge more. So, mm -hmm. Versus the $100 flapper or the $400 flapper. Be the $400 flapper. Yeah, easiest right? win right there. Easiest Easy win. win. And again, just to synthesize that again, that is simply <coughs> understanding all your expenses, but for growth, not just for my momentary expenses, because yep. everybody wants to grow. Yep. I have yet to meet a plumbing business owner who's content where they're at. Yep. Um, so then you want to grow, so your price is going to be for that. Right? Yeah, you got to price yourself... Like, you got to base your prices off of, like, what it costs to run a real plumbing business. Yeah. So in my mind, that is like three trucks on the mm -hmm. road, 
owners in the office mm-hmm. and you know they have an office they have a shop they're spending you know 100 to 150,000 on marketing a year mm-hmm. they have a marketing company they have three trucks plus an extra right they've got software to run their business Mm-hmm. They've got mm-hmm. you know extra iPads. They've got the drain clean equipment and all mm-hmm. that stuff. They got like, a marketing budget. Yeah, mm-hmm. what does it actually cost to run that company? And mm-hmm. if you don't know, just guess to the best of your ability, yep. right? And then go from there. Like mm-hmm. as you turn into that company, mm-hmm. like if you just guessed on that and then went and ran your numbers, you'd be like, oh dang, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm way underpriced. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like if you know it, to, like you got three guys out in the field, they're going to work two thousand hours. Mm-hmm. They're going to bill between fifty and sixty percent of their time. Mm-hmm. That's national average. Say fifty-five percent of, you know, six thousand hours per. Just mm-hmm. say fifty for easy math. Mm-hmm. They're gonna bill out three thousand hours a year. So whatever it costs to run that three-man shop, divided by three thousand. Mm-hmm. That's how much it costs you per billable hour to sure. run your shop. Yep. Right. Just start there. I guarantee you, like anybody who does that, even just guessing at what those numbers are gonna be, mm-hmm. it's gonna be at least. 260 an hour or 300 an hour, yeah. right? Yep. And you can, like, at that price point, you can start building momentum. Like, yes. it'd be better just to jump to 400 in my mind. Yeah, sure. And like anybody listening, I would have no problem anywhere in the United States just jumping right to 400. Yeah, because, like, the the cost of doing business are consistently high enough that 400 is very reasonable. Extremely reasonable. Yeah. And, Extremely. like, that's not even factoring into, like, the educational side of like the expertise of you being a very good plumber. Yeah. Like we're not even factoring that. We're just doing like just like raw expenses of like the materials required to have a business yeah. and do plumbing well. Yeah, real quick. Like if you're scared, like if you're 200 and under and you're scared to go to 400 and you're getting consistent leads in your business, and by consistent, I mean you're get, you're booking two jobs a day on average. Mm-hmm. Like even if you did half the work, you're still going to make the same amount of money. Right. Yeah. So, so then at that point, right, you could add a few more leads to your, mm-hmm. to your business and you would just make more money. Right. Like it, at some point in time, like if you send enough people, if like, if you have plumbers, like at the end of the day, business just becomes a numbers game. Yeah. Right. Like for me right now, it's just numbers. Um, cause I'm not, I'm not involved in the day to day. Yeah. Sure. 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 It's just numbers. Right. I know that if we get so many phone calls, we're going to convert so many of them into book jobs. Mm-hmm. And out mm-hmm. of those book jobs, we're going to convert so many of them are going to sell. Mm-hmm. And if I want to make money, I got to charge this much. Yep. And that's really what it boils down to. Yep. If, and at the end of the day, like it's not that much different for most plumbing businesses. Right. Like there's some key things you can do to make your business run successfully. Right. Keep listening to this channel if you want to find <laughs> them out. But um, at the end of the day, it's just a numbers game. Mm-hmm. And so, the numbers don't lie. I would have no problem jumping to four. Yep. And then <coughs> you'll get very quick wins that way by just making more money. And yeah. Especially once you get it, because we see it time and time again where people who up their prices, there's always a, you know, a fear and a reluctance at the beginning. Yeah. But then very quickly they're like, yeah, actually, no, people... Uh, they're like, uh, people are still, I still the same amount of... I yeah. sell this exact same amount of work. Yeah. Somebody just... I just sold this thing and somebody... I, Somebody bought it. I never thought they would do that. Yeah. I thought I was going to lose half my jobs, but I actually sell the exact same amount. Yeah. And that's what happened, like, to me. So (laughs) I've gone from 140 to 250 to 300 to 350 to 4 to 500 to 550. 
we're $598 an hour now, Mm -hmm. we still convert the exact same amount of calls. Mm -hmm. As I used to when I was 140. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, I think at some point you'll see diminishing returns. Sure. But I haven't seen it yet, and I don't know where that is. Yeah. Um, but I, if you price your business based off how much value you're bringing to the marketplace, mm-hmm. you know, your dollar amount of expenses is a good mm-hmm. representation of that, then you literally can't go wrong because mm-hmm. nobody else is going to be able to do it cheaper. Yeah, right? true, 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 true. That's and, a very important point. And people want a mm-hmm. high-quality plumbing service. Just like we normally want. Like, I think most people want high-quality service when they go to somewhere that offers any kind of service. Yeah. Like, even if I go to, like, it's it's like, even if I go to, like, let's see, I was going to say McDonald's, but I don't really go to McDonald's. But, like, even if I go to somewhere <laughs> where, either. like, oh, it's cheaper or whatever, I still, they, I, I want good service. Always. I'll notice it if it's good or bad. Always. Nobody ever says, I want the worst service. Yeah. Unless it's those places that are specifically branded for bad service, like the restaurants yeah. where they like yell at you and stuff. But then <laughs> yeah. again, I'm still paying for an experience. I'm That's still like paying the, for a type of service. It's like the Japanese steakhouses where they throw food at your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm still paying for that service though, right? Yeah. It's still an expectation in my those. head. I know, me too. It's not, <laughs> that has never sounded fun to me. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've kind of nailed the pricing issue. Like you can see how pricing can affect your bottom dollar, right? Yeah. How many leads, how many needs leads you actually need. So now all of a sudden your business can actually thrive on less leads. Yeah. Right. And okay, cool. So, but hold on. There's one mm -hmm. more part of that, Mm -hmm. right? So plumbing work comes in waves. Okay. Sure. And so if you're priced to where you can make money at the bottom of the wave, so when Mm -hmm. leads are slower, right. Um, Mm -hmm. think about how much money you make at the top of the wave. Right. Right. So we see that in my business, Mm -hmm. like in our market, it's like, one giant wave. Yeah. So there's six months of, <laughs> yeah. of this is like crazy, so much work we can't get to it all. Right. And then there's six months of barely enough work to go around. Right. 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 We make good money in the barely enough work to go around because mm-hmm. we've priced ourselves mm-hmm. accordingly. Right. Mm-hmm. During the wave of the, we got a ton of work, we make really good money. Right. Right. So you get that benefit. Whereas before, when you're priced cheaper, sure, you you make mm-hmm. good money at the top of the wave, and then you just lose it at the bottom. Right. To me, that's no way to run a business, right? Yeah, because again, that's sort of assuming that. Oh yeah, the business the business model for a plumbing business is you make enough in the busy season because right. everybody has a busy season to survive the slow season. Right. But that's not how anybody runs any business like that's successful. Nobody no. nobody says let's just let's just Put in our business model a section for acceptable loss. Mm, yeah, think about um, Uncle Warren. Mm-hmm. His quote: "What was it? Never lose money." Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Never lose money. I would say that's an acceptable use of that phrase. Is like, yep. If you have swings in your market, you should never be losing money. Yep. Like why? Like why would you? Yeah. Especially if you don't have to. And especially if you're offering the same level of service whether it's a busy or slow season. Yeah. It's not like your service changes so your value changes. Right. It's like the value is the same. Yep. Yep. Okay, so we're priced good for busy and we're making money whether it's slow or yep. whether it's busy. And when it's busy, it's just a cool benefit where we're now we're making more money. And now all of a sudden, you don't have as big of a lead problem as you thought. Yeah. Now we can go even deeper into that as well because 
Let's go back to our toilet flapper example. Yep. Just because this is a really easy one to see it on. Mm-hmm. And then we can kind of, I mean, this goes into so many areas of your business, right? Yeah. Like we go, everybody knows they need to offer options, but they don't, maybe they don't understand it fully, right? Yeah. So like if you can optimize every single call and mm-hmm. offering options plays a huge role into that, but imagine you're optimizing every single call so that mm. you are making the maximum amount of money on every call, right? right? Mm-hmm. So this plays into like, let's be as if the Toyota model, mm-hmm. let's be as efficient as possible. So mm-hmm. when we go to a mm-hmm. call, let's not just bill them for a flapper and split and make right, our sure. 400 bucks. Go to the next job. And go to the next job and make another 400 bucks and mm-hmm. the next one and make another 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can make that 1200 bucks on the first job, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Like all the money t- is to be made on the job I'm at. Yep. Right. So you can do that like by offering options. Mm-hmm. So if you just go in and build a flapper, you're going to get 400 bucks. Right. But if you go to Miss Jones and you say, hey, Miss Jones, you know, flapper, your flapper is what's bad. It's got a little tear in it or it's old mm-hmm. and it's cracked mm-hmm. um, or it's warped and it's leaking water by and that's why your toilet's running, mm-hmm. right, consistently. Mm-hmm. That's why your water bill was so high this month oh. It's just this one flapper, right? Mm-hmm. I did a, I put a drop of food coloring in there. You can see the food coloring make it down into the bowl, right. which means water's going from the tank down into the bowl, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. I can fix this flapper for you. I'll pull the old one off. I've got a new one in my van. I'll put a new one in there. I'll get it all hooked up. We'll do another test, mm-hmm. make sure it's holding. Mm-hmm. That'll be 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, or I have a couple different options for you as well. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm I was with like, you. what are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm paying attention. So, so okay. So, um, you know, or look, Miss Jones, I was looking in your, when I'm looking in your toilet tank, it's all dirty in there. And some of your parts are getting pretty old and crusty looking. Mm-hmm. So your flapper's already failed, mm-hmm. but the other parts in your toilet that are in this tank, right here, the fill valve and the flush valve, mm-hmm. they're looking pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. So it'd probably be a good idea to get those replaced while I'm doing your flapper, okay? Mm-hmm. And I can do all that. It doesn't cost much more money right now because I'm already here mm-hmm. and you don't have to pay me another drive time. So we can do that now for $940, okay? Right. Um, if I was to come back and have to do this, it would cost you $780 just for the rebuild Right. when you've already paid 400 for the flapper. Yeah, sure. So, so to do it now saves you a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. And okay? you're telling me that it's already needs to be done anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, you know, third option, we can get you a whole new toilet, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and I would say, like, if you're looking at their toilet and it's short, round front, mm-hmm. low height toilet, mm-hmm. I'd say, look, your old toilet is short. It's a round front. Nowadays, we install taller toilets, mm-hmm. so they're easier to get seated on mm-hmm. or sat on. I don't know what correct language is there. Either way. doesn't matter. Miss Jones <laughs> isn't going to care. Um, plus, they're elongated, so they're no longer this tiny little bowl. Sure. And the lid closes slowly. Mm. So we can always install a new toilet if that's something you would want. Mm. Um, if I was you at the bare minimum, I would at least have us go in and change the fill valve and the flush valve and basically rebuild the innards of your toilet. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? Sure. How do you want to proceed today? Right? Mm-hmm. So now you've, there's so much to unpack into this, but now you've given Miss Jones like 
these other options right. that make a lot of sense. Yeah, they right? all sound like they all sound like they're going to solve the problem. Uh, it's just now it's up to me, Miss Jones, in this scenario, to decide which problem I actually want solved, or and which how one, do I want to go about it. Which one you want? Yeah, right? sure. So, like, and if you don't offer those options, mm. and Miss, like, let's say Miss Jones actually really wanted a new toilet, sure. If you don't offer, she's never going to get to choose mm-hmm. what she wants, mm-hmm. and you're never going to get paid for it. Right. Let's say toilet in this option is twelve hundred bucks. Miss mm-hmm. Jones wants a new toilet. Mm-hmm. Now I just sold twelve hundred dollars on one job. Right. How long does it take to change out a toilet? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, uh, four days. I mean, if three, you're, four, or five it, trips to Home Depot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> six hours of YouTube for a homeowner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's say it takes an hour. Right. Yeah. I've got the toilet on the truck. Yeah. It takes me an hour to have this conversation with Miss Jones to pull her old toilet to get the new toilet in, mm-hmm. get all cleaned up, get her billed. I just made twelve hundred bucks. Let's say it took me a half hour to drive there. Mm-hmm. I just made twelve hundred bucks in an hour and a half, two hours. And it was a toilet flapper. And it was a toilet flapper, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas before, like scenario one, I would have charged a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. walked away from that call. Mm-hmm. I just ten x, twelve x my income. Right. Just by going up, like fixing my pricing and then offering options, right? right? Um, and then in the other scenario, mm-hmm. I fixed the flapper. I got four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I had to go to two more calls and fix two more flappers to get that twelve hundred bucks, yeah. right? Now, if yeah, they wanted the flappers even fixed at that point. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And that's the thing is like you don't know what's coming on the next you call. You have yeah. no idea. And even like I mean, and we'll get to this too, but like you don't even know if that call is going to exist by the time you're done with this call because that call might cancel or that call might not even be there. There's so many things. Exactly. You have an opportunity in front of you. It is so important to capitalize on that opportunity. Exactly. And like, I think with the options, like the the perspective that I think is the good one to take is like really the purpose of the options is to really help out the customer like as much as you can. Yeah. It's not like you're not just, because like I think sometimes we think of options like, well, it's just a good sales technique because there's price anchoring and there's all these things and like, right. yeah, sure. But at the end of the day, like you're looking at it as a trained professional going, oh my gosh, there's other things that are helpful here. Yep. Like like talking to the customer being like, look at, look at all these things that we could do that could make your life better yeah. that you don't even know about. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I mean, Again, like customer might not know that there's taller toilets. They they might not. I mean, they, they might go to don't. their friend's house and be like, "This toilet feels different," but they don't know that yeah. they can have that. And they at might their not house. even register that. And yeah. like that goes with like any fixture in the house, right? Because yep. it's like very few people are going to like Home Depot and the supply houses being like, "What's the newest? Uh, what's <laughs> yeah. the newest stuff on the line here?" You know, like that. How like, fast does this lid close? Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. what kind of faucets <laughs> are available that. now? Like all these different things. But you are because you're the yeah. technician, you're the plumber, you're the yep. plumbing business owner. Like you're in that world. Yep. And so, but then you just get to have this opportunity to be like, "Hey, like look at this." And I think within that is demonstrating your expertise, is like, is a really cool thing to do. Oh yeah. Like we watch professional sports. We pay athletes so much money because we love watching people being good at things. And uh, like when you're in the house and you're explaining like everything with like the food coloring, everything, like people are just like, wow, this is, I like yeah. to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You seem like you really know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. And you're like, yeah. And then they're like, I feel comfortable. What yep. else you, What else can you do for me? And like, yep. you're just cementing a relationship with that customer yep. that will not only have you swap their toilet out, They'll be calling you back for this other thing, and oh, this yeah. other dream that you just put into their head that they never thought of, and all oh, these yeah. other options. Like it's it's oh. super important. Yeah, 
all because you priced yourself properly and you had offered options. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and like we haven't talked about <clears throat> this yet, but because you priced yourself properly, you can begin to feel comfortable to take your time because you're not going, oh, I got to get to like a million toilet flappers a day or I'm never going to be able to pay all my guys and all these things. Yep. It's like you're priced properly so that you can actually take time in this house to yep. really solidify the relationship with this customer, Yep. which will then give you a much longer... And like if you have a membership, like this is the part that's probably going to really help you sell those memberships is just taking time in the house Yeah. and being like, look how awesome we are. Yep. You should get a membership with us because... I mean, it'll save you money down the road or whatever your offer is. And then they're like, yeah, I, I really like you. Yeah, let's get a membership going. Like I could, this is a good relationship to have. Yeah, like on that call, like speaking of memberships, like think about if you went for a $100 flapper. Mm -hmm. and you're like, hey, I have a $30 a month membership that'll save you 10% on this flapper. Mm -hmm. You want to do it? They're like, hell no, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. wait you want to pay you more for the flapper and then pay you some next month? Yeah, yeah. But in the instance <laughs> yeah. where you're priced right and then mm -hmm. you go there and you offer them options mm -hmm. and it's like, hey, we can fix your flapper, we can rebuild your toilet, we can get you a new toilet. If you like any of these two more expensive options, you can join our membership. It comes with all these other benefits, mm -hmm. plus we'll give you a percentage off of your toilet rebuild and your new toilet. Right. And it actually becomes financially like reasonable for them to sign up for your membership. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And so because you're able to go there and like offer them what they want, mm -hmm. you're a nice guy, you know what you're talking about mm -hmm. and you saved them money. Now they're a member. Like now who are they going to call back? Yeah. The person right? that they're going to, that they're have a membership with. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. So let's go back to this example. <laughs> the, the, what do we call it? The $100 flapper versus the $400 flapper with options, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we just sold a new toilet. We're two, we're two hours into the day. Right. It's 10 o'clock. Let's say mm -hmm. we started at eight. Mm -hmm. We already sold $1,200. Right. We already made the company a thousand bucks. Right. In the flapper example where we're going to three more flappers during mm -hmm. the day, you know, that's probably about all we're going to be able to do. Right. Maybe we build a fifth flapper. Right. We made the entire day, we made a thousand bucks. Versus now this guy, only he only worked two hours, mm -hmm. made the company a thousand bucks, and he's still got six hours ahead of him in the day. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So he could literally go out and go sell another toilet the second half of the day mm -hmm. or go sell a toilet rebuild, and all of a sudden you're making money on the guy. Yeah. Right? So number one, less leads, but... Like imagine he only has to go to two leads a day really to make you money, right? Right. Right. So like in my company, we go to 1.7 leads on average, mm -hmm. 1.7 jobs on average. Mm -hmm. So over the course of a whole year, mm -hmm. if you take how many jobs we went to mm -hmm. divided by how many technicians we have mm -hmm. divided by how many days we worked, mm -hmm. we go to 1.7 jobs on average. Right. And we make all of our money on those 1.7 jobs. Yeah, 1.7 per technician per day. Yep. Mm -hmm. All because we're priced right. Sure. And we are optimizing the call by we're optimizing the call in a, in a couple different ways mm -hmm. by being priced right, number one, mm -hmm. and then by offering options, number two, mm -hmm. and then just slowing down because we can, right? Slowing mm -hmm. down and actually serving the customer well. Mm hmm. So we can do that only because we're priced right, yeah. right? So you can't, like you could try to go offer options before you're priced right. It's probably not going to do you a whole lot of good. And your options might not make any sense. Like it'll be like, okay, so it's like a hundred bucks for this. And it's like, 
200 bucks for this and it's like three, 400 bucks for this. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, like that $400 model, you're going to lose your shirt on. Cause yeah. then suddenly you're just spending all this time and the, pr- yeah, if you're not priced right, options aren't going to do you any good. Cause you're not making money on any of your options. <laughs> yeah, so right. You're just giving yourself <laughs> like, so it's going to be a weird headache. That's probably not going to work yeah. very well. It'll solve your lead problem. Like all of a sudden you won't need as many leads cause yeah. you're going to spend more time with them. But then at the end of the month, you're going to have the same thing. Yeah. You're just going to have worked more. Yeah. Right. So you're going to have, and that that's a poopy situation to be yeah. in. Like you're going to have worked more and made the same, which is, Probably very little, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you definitely got to start with getting your pricing fixed. Um, but so now we've slowed down, right? Mm-hmm. We've slowed down. We've served the customer well. We're optimizing the call, mm-hmm. right? Think about what that does to your business. So you went from job mm-hmm. to job to job to job. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, I'm going to make my money on this job. I'm going to slow down and I'm going to serve this customer right. really well. And then I'll move on to the next one. Right. And on average now, instead of going to four to six jobs a day, you're only going to one to 1.7 jobs a day. Yeah, that's a huge... And then think about like the emotional difference that is in the business owner's mind at this point. Yeah. Because watching everybody and being like, oh my gosh, we didn't get to four to five to six jobs per day over however many technicians you have. Like that's a lot of weight like that you're bearing in your brain, but then to be like, oh yeah, everybody made it to 1.7 to two jobs today. Oh, I had one guy who made it to like three jobs today. Oh man. Yeah. Cool. Like it's just a different level of like concern that you have to have. So number one, it's a third of the leads. Yeah, sure. It's a third of the booked calls, right? Sure. That's a mm. huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's Now yeah. you're <laughs> operating your business on 33% of the calls yeah. that you used to need to operate your business on. Mm-hmm. That's a huge relief in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that solves your lead issue, right? Mm-hmm. So if you really did have a lead issue and you're only getting two leads a day, solved. Mm-hmm. If you're getting four to five, six leads and you made these changes, you just tripled your your business. Yeah. Not by getting more leads, just yeah. by fixing your pricing, uh, wow. offering options, slowing down on the calls, and actually taking care of the customer. Yeah, right? that, yeah wow. Hmm. So you, you can, like... Triple your business size. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, super important. But I mean, it, it doesn't just stop there. So like, it's you'll make more money this way. Sure. It's way easier. Mm-hmm. It's a no-brainer in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but let's think about all the other effects that has on your business, mm-hmm. okay? So let's start with like, like you kind of touched on the owner, right? Mm-hmm. That's a huge stress relief. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't need to get six jobs a day mm-hmm. for every single technician. Now all of a sudden I only need to get on average two leads per day right. for every single technician. Huge stress relief. Now they're going to jobs and they're actually making money. Right. So at the end of the month, you actually have money left over in the bank account. Right. Dude. Yeah. Huge, huge stress relief. relief yeah. Right. Like I get a PL and we actually made 30 grand this month. Mm-hmm. And I paid myself. Yep. And I paid my guys. Yep. Now I can reinvest back in my business mm-hmm. and actually grow it, right? Mm-hmm. Now I actually see a path forward in my business. Oh, yeah, that's versus... actually huge. Yeah, you become, I mean, really, you became, because somebody who's asking this question of, I need more leads, there's something, they're stuck. They're stuck. So you're stuck, but now once you've optimized everything, like we've said, and yep. you see that now you're making money, you have just found yourself unstuck. Unstuck. Which within the mind of the business owner is like, is incredible. Yeah. Because it's probably eating at them at night. Yes. They're probably yes. dreaming about it. 
waking up in the middle of the night about it. Waking up in the morning, it's on the top of their mind. Yeah. They're like, they're, it's stressful because you're going like, your initial thought is, I need more leads. We've got to get to more work. We've got to get to more work. We've got to do more work mm-hmm. because you're not making enough money on the work you are doing. Mm-hmm. And so you get in this mode of like push, 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 mm-hmm. stressful business, mm-hmm. and it just bleeds off. Your technicians, guess how they feel when you're doing that, right? Yeah, they'll know. They're smart. Oh, yeah. They'll pick it up. They're going, they're being pushed to go from job to job to job yep. to hurry up and build that job so you can get to the next one so you can yep. hurry up and build that job and get yep. to the next one so you can hurry and build that job yep. and get to the next one, right? And then it's a it's a breakneck pace. And I mean, that, that, I mean, that bleeds into so much. Yeah. Or you don't have enough leads, right? The sure. other flip side of it is they're going to two jobs and you're like, I got to send you home or... I can't afford payroll this week right. or, you know, I got to charge my own credit card so that I can make your payroll. Mm-hmm. Like all of it is just super stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, in that instance, like if you don't, if you get two leads a day and you're underpriced, you can't afford good equipment. Yeah, sure. Can't afford good vehicles. You can't afford good tools for your guys. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to pay them very well. So not only are you going to get, you know, less qualified labor, not being able to take good as care of your customer, but mm-hmm they're going to feel all the effects of that mm-hmm. when they're when they break their Milwaukee sawzall and mm-hmm. the bi- and they go tell the business owner they need a new one and you're like freaking out because yeah, they yeah, got to yeah. spend a few hundred bucks on a sawzall mm-hmm. right that just wiped out their whole day of productivity yeah pretty that's much. probably how you're calculating it yeah. you're probably saying like okay well this technician they broke their tool they went to two jobs they were profitable but now they're not profitable versus on the other end of the spectrum you made 30 grand at the end of the month with the same amount of leads mm-hmm Guy needs a new two hundred dollars sawzall. No big deal. Yeah. Right. Who cares? Two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you decrease all of that stress in your business, right? Mm-hmm. Huge relief on the business owner. Now think about your guys. On the other end, they were all stressed out. Now you can provide them with a good van to drive around in. Right. Right. You're making thirty grand a month. You can afford to go put a thousand dollars down on a new van. Mm-hmm. Deck it out with some nice shelves put a nice vehicle wrap on it mm-hmm. and actually give your technician something really nice to drive around, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can now afford to fill that with good tools for your right. techs, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can buy good drain cleaning equipment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can buy a nice jetter. Mm-hmm. You can buy the flex shafts that you wanted. You can mm-hmm. buy the nice Milwaukee or rigid cameras, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or whereas, Ryobi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas before, <laughs> I'm not even going to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Where, myself. Whereas before, you are buying the Ryobi, right? Because it's all you can afford. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You're probably not even buying Ryobi. You're like going on Amazon and yeah, buying yeah, like yeah. the like the super Amazon, off brand. The Amazon like signature or like essentials or whatever yeah, it's called. Amazon essential sewer camera, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I don't there know. Is there, one. There's all these weird brand sewer <laughs> yeah. cameras, right? I bought some in the mm-hmm. beginning. It was, they were junk. Just <laughs> garbage, dude. Like I should have spent the money on a yeah. good one. Yeah. But I wasn't priced right, so yeah, I couldn't sure. afford it, yep. right? So now your guys, now they have all the good equipment. Mm-hmm. They have nice tools. They've got nice fans to work out of. Mm-hmm. They know that their job is to slow down and take care of the customer. Right. They know they only need to go to one or two jobs a day. They're right. not hustling, 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 hustling. Mm-hmm. You can pay them more. You can give them better benefits. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge win for you. And it's a huge win for your technicians, right? Yep. Then think about like, so they're way less stressed. They have way less going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay because they're making you money, right? right? Now, 
let's go to your CSR. Mm-hmm. Like that has a huge effect on your CSR as well. Sure. So now all of a sudden, like two scenarios right here, like you're getting tons of leads. Like if you've got like four or five guys and you're trying to get them to six jobs a day, your CSR is hustling, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start charging, right? And they start only going to two jobs a day. And now she's only got to book two jobs a day. Huge. And she can then really think about other things. Like as she's booking these calls, she's just yeah. not trying to like, okay, I have six technicians. I'm just trying to fill days. I'm yeah. not thinking about optimizing the schedule. I'm just trying to fill days. Yeah. She's not taking care of your social media at that point. Mm-hmm. She's not taking care of like actually filling out your GLSA stuff. Right. You know, like you get it to where she has time on her hands because you're actually optimizing all of your jobs. Mm-hmm. Her job becomes way easier. Mm-hmm. And now she can do more for you, right? right? Right. So now you can you have room to grow your business with the same overhead with a CSR. Yep. And she has time to actually go do other things for you as well. Right. Which is going to take less stress off the business owner. Yep. Right. Which then is going to allow you to have more attention to devote to the higher things which you should be thinking about anyway. Yeah. Or like in the beginning of your business, if it's just one truck chuck and you're just getting in it. Mm-hmm. Um you're going to be able to actually afford to hire a CSR, right? If you're going to two jobs a day and you're priced properly and you're optimizing your calls, Mm -hmm. like bare minimum, you're going to make 800 bucks a day. Right. Like that's pretty good income. Mm -hmm. If, you know, it's just you and a truck. Right. And you've got a little bit of marketing going. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to afford to hire a CSR to answer your calls for you, Mm -hmm. which is then going to allow you to go be a better technician. Right go do more work, like chances are you're going to make more money than 800 bucks a day. Right. Um, And then you're going to be able to grow your business from that point. Mm -hmm. So it just makes your whole business more efficient, Mm -hmm. less stressful, Mm -hmm. way easier to manage. Right. right? Um, Yeah, it's huge, Mm -hmm. huge, huge difference. Mm -hmm. And now you actually have like a foundation that you can start sure. to grow from, sure. right? So if you're one truck chucking it, now you're actually starting to put money away in the bank. Yep. Now you're actually like, oh, dang, I ended the month and I had a 50K month and I put 25000 in my bank account. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Like for a guy that's coming from making nothing to right. like all of a sudden his bank account grew 25000 mm-hmm. and then he hires a CSR and now he's more efficient. Mm-hmm. Now he can go bill out more, right? Right. Maybe next month he's got 30K left over at the end right. of the month, right? Mm-hmm. And then he does it for one more month and he's at 80K. Right, and now right? now he can start to invest in the more long-term things to grow his business. Like, okay, yeah. well, let's go get a marketing company. Like, yep. I can afford a marketing company now yeah. who's legit. I don't have to start to piecemeal a marketing idea together through yep. various random chains. Yep. And that's like, like, this is exactly like, that's my exact journey. Yeah. So like I went into business, I spent like 10 grand Mm -hmm. on a little bit of tools that I needed. I already had a van Mm -hmm. and marketing Mm -hmm. and within two weeks I was getting busy. Like I did a bunch of guerrilla marketing too. Mm -hmm. Like I'm on Facebook doing stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm on Craigslist doing stuff. I'm putting out flyers. Mm -hmm. Um, got a marketing company going, so they got my Google My Business, my GMB, my right. pay-per-click, all of that stuff was going, and then I was busy. Right. And I didn't even, like, optimize my calls all the way. Mm-hmm. 
all I did was fix my pricing. Yeah. And I was able yeah. to afford a CSR and I was able to put away 80 grand. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to buy another vehicle, get a shop, mm-hmm. hire a guy, mm-hmm. get another vehicle, hire another guy, mm-hmm. get another vehicle, hire another guy. And then at that point, I got on Service Titan. Mm-hmm. And then we really started optimizing our calls. Like right. We didn't start offering options until right. like three or four guys in. Right. Um, and like all of that happened in like six months. Mm-hmm. Like we had four guys working for us in six months. Mm-hmm. Like I was out of the truck in six months. Right. And then I had the time to go get on service Titan. Right. And so super important pricing, optimize your calls. Like mm-hmm. part of optimizing your call is just the pricing. Mm-hmm. So like one truck, Chuck, man, you just fix your pricing. You've done half of the optimizing your yeah. call. Right. Um, but you're going to be more like, like an owner is going to go in and like you can go do like options. Yeah. Off the, you know, yeah, off, off the, the fly. Yep. Yeah. You yep. can go in and go, here's the toilet. The flapper's bad. You know, you can recognize she probably yep. needs these parts and pieces. Yep. Maybe she wants a new toilet. You got a lot of care. You got a lot of skin in the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can actually go optimize those calls and make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Versus when you start hiring guys, if you don't have those systems in place for them, yep. they're not likely to do it. And you might not right? even quite know how to explain and communicate those systems well. Yeah. Because like a lot of the times you're like, you're in that owner position, you start hiring people, you haven't even like really put your leadership or management chops to the test yet. Yep. To really like break down to guys like, no, this is why we do options. Like you might not even really see the full value of it yet. Yep. Like you're just beginning to see it. And then it'll come with time. You're like, oh no, I get this. And you really start to know how to explain those ideas to your technicians. And then when you get on service tight, and then it's like a much easier, like, well, it's already in the system. You don't have to like make it up on the fly as much anymore. It's much more systematized. Yeah. And that's a really good point too, is like, think about if you were to grow to 10 technicians, mm-hmm. okay. And we were going to six calls a day, running real hard to get as many flappers in as we can. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Think about like that's stressful when it's just one guy. Yeah. But imagine that at scale. Right. Yeah. So yeah, sure. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so like, Imagine like to do that, you you got to do way more marketing. You're it's going to be just way harder to manage. Yeah, like you're going to have to have so many more like systems in place, so much more management in place. You're probably not going to be able to afford to get quality guys, so they're going to be harder to manage, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you start slowing down and you start actually making money, mm-hmm. you can actually like put good people in place. And you can actually put good management in place, mm-hmm. pay everybody accordingly. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, your whole business becomes so much easier to run. Yeah. Because you have quality people making good money. You're not pushing super mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. They're able to slow down and actually do their job, mm-hmm. actually make the customer happy. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a business that you can easily systemize, right? Right. Yeah, sure. You can easily go in and mm-hmm. say, okay, this is the way that we do it at this company. Mm-hmm. And even those systems aren't a hard thing to manage, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're going to two jobs a day versus six, yeah. well, there's six chances for things to go wrong. Six chances in for one way. phone calls from your guys about this, that, or the other thing. Six chances for phone calls, six chances for mistakes, mm-hmm. six times you got to drive to a customer's house, mm-hmm. six different customer interactions that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Six phone calls that can go wrong, mm-hmm. six chances to be late to a job. <laughs> yeah. Right. All of that stuff goes away and only goes down to two. 
And now mm-hmm. you've only got two chances to be late mm-hmm. to a job, two customer interactions to deal with, mm-hmm. two jobs to deal with, two phone calls to deal mm-hmm. with, you sure. know, all of that stuff, two jobs to drive to mm-hmm. um, just by being priced right and optimizing your call, right? right? Mm-hmm. And fixing your lead problem, right? Right. So like, like even just in the drive time, even guys driving, like yeah. think about, think about, there's a statistic out there. It's like at some point, I want to say it's like a thousand like drives that mm-hmm. your technician goes on to into. Mm, sure. Maybe it was 10,000. Every 10,000, there's one death. Holy moly. It's something crazy yeah. like that. Right. So, and I, I remember Jamie to fact check that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey Jamie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I haven't actually like looked this up like myself. This yep. is a statistic I was told by another guy. Um, but I believe him. But well, and also like whether or not that's the precise thing, the point is still there. The point is still there. You're on the road, like the chance of something happening, I I suppose perhaps increases. Yeah. I mean, just even if it's not a death, it's just like a something, a total vehicle loss. Like one of your vans gets destroyed. Yeah. So then your, your liability is going to increase the more, I mean, put it this way, the liability is going to increase the more your technician is on the road. Exactly. And so if you have six jobs, that means there is that many more opportunities for him to be on the road. If you can go from six jobs to two jobs. Yeah, decreasing liability. You now have 30% of the risk that you had before. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so there's so many benefits. I mean, this is really like a benefit conversation of principally. Like the question is, how do I make do with less leads? Yeah. But And we're saying price yourself correctly, and then here are the benefits of that. Yeah. Like when you price yourself correctly, all these benefits start to trickle in. Yep. And this is all stems from I need more leads. Yeah. So it's like like if if anybody listening to this is asking themselves and they're thinking, like, man, if I just had more leads, I would be able to get to the next level. Yep. I think there's some thought that needs to also go into the business re- with regards to the pricing, but then also to like something that you just you just spoke on. It's like if you feel like really chaotic in your business in this moment, mm-hmm chances are that will only increase as you grow. As you grow. And if you survive, like, the growth, like, I was talking to a business owner today, and he's got six fans going, and it's him and his dad mm-hmm. who sort of run the business. Mm-hmm. And they probably survive, and they're underpriced, and they mm-hmm. probably survive because him and his dad have a system that they know pretty well. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is they are part of that system. Like, that system is them personally. Mm-hmm. And they'll never be able to step away because so they're still like in the van. One of yeah, both of them are in the van. I mean, the dad likes to be in the van. Like he's old. It's kind of like he likes to just do the work. Yeah. And then his son is trying to run the business side. Yeah. But he also gets in the van occasionally just to go and take care of business. Yep. And they both act as CSR and dispatcher. Oh so gosh. The guy takes the call, and then his dad will dispatch the <coughs> call, probably from the field, not yep. necessarily from the office. Yeah. And like, yeah, they've gotten to where they're at, you know, like they're successful enough to have these vans and these people running around. They got nice stuff, you know, mm-hmm. they understand so many good principles, mm-hmm. um, but because they're not priced where they're at, they don't have an opportunity to like, oh, I don't know, experience a business that has strong systems and it's mm-hmm. not relying upon the willpower and like the toughness of two individuals. Yeah. Because again, like the business owner is going to be incredibly tough, incredibly resilient and able to muscle so much through. But at scale, that muscle, one, it'll be a very, very tired muscle when you get there. Think and about it, the, yeah, think about the stress just like on their family. Yeah. Like they're just going and going. They're like, that's tiring. Like yeah, they can't and, leave. 
Yeah, and it's not it's not sustainable for the long run. I mean, that's no. why we're having a, I was having a conversation with him because he's like, I want to give my dad the ability to leave whenever he wants for as long as he wants, and then mm-hmm. just like either collect a paycheck because he's earned it, yeah, or to just come and work for fun, yeah, because he likes the work. Uh-huh. And he's like, and I would like the opportunity to leave whenever I want uh-huh. to go and like do other businesses or all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, like that comes first with pricing, yeah. Because again, if you're not priced right, none of this other stuff will actually pencil. Yeah. Because it, you just. And what were they priced at? He, I think, let's see, he had somewhere around 200 to 250 an hour. Yeah. And it's rough flat rate, so it's like flat rate unless circumstances are weird or something like that. Yep. Um, and. Yeah, you can't like, I don't care where you're at, you can't run a business on 250 an hour. Yeah, it's just. Especially with six guys, there's no way. Yeah. And like probably the only reason they're making it, right, is because they're out in the truck billing, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. the business now, the business has to support, you know, if they have six guys and them two, mm-hmm. there's eight guys out billing and the business only has to support eight well, technicians. Well, I right? think they're part of that six guys, I think. Okay. It's hard to tell. Maybe so, maybe the son isn't. Either way, yeah. if they got six guys out billing and they're one, both one of those guys, mm-hmm. Now the business only has to support six technicians, right? Mm-hmm. Versus six technicians, um, a, a manager, a C, and a CSR. Right, right, right. And even the manager, like with six guys, they should be able to have six guys, a manager, a CSR, and a business owner, right? Yeah, yeah. And that business should be pulling in enough revenue to support all six guys, the manager, the business owner, and a CSR, maybe even two CSRs right. at that point, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so the only reason they're surviving is because they don't have a manager and they don't have the CSRs. Right, sure. And yeah. they're actually actively out billing the customer, right? right. And so... Yeah, you're right, because they're not paying like that GM side of it, right? Or yeah. Or maybe that owner pay side of it and yep. that CSR pay. Yeah, so mm. the only like... And, and even c- a real marketing budget too, because they're not doing, yeah. doing very little for marketing. And they can't moment. get out of that cycle because they're underpriced. So yes. they'll never be able to pull out of the truck and... Like they'll never be able to pull like out of being in the business and actually work on the business, right? Yeah. And and really, because like again, to your point, like since they are principal producers, mm-hmm. if they were to just say, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take myself out of the truck because I think I can, yeah. they will notice a probably a large drop in revenue because even they're if, probably selling a ton. Even if they replace themselves yes. and the revenue doesn't drop, they're like at 250, they're probably not going to be able to afford to pay themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They'll pay all their guys, but nothing else. Right. Yep. Because that's kind of how they're operating right now. Yeah. They're paying all their guys. They're one of their guys. Yeah. Sure. But they're not having to pay, you know, the owner yeah, or gotcha. the manager. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like this weird, like mental hack where it's just like, oh, yeah, this will work. Cause yeah. Like, I'm like double, because they're double dipping. I'm, Serving customers and working on the business. Yeah, and the problem is like, like the guy said, like he can't leave. Yeah, he right? can't. He's tied to it. Mm-hmm. And here's the really poopy part: like they're probably not making a huge profit. Mm-hmm. Profit margins are probably really slim. Mm-hmm. So, like, dad's probably worked on it for forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. If the son continues in the way he's doing, he'll continue to work it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of his career he'll have a business that's worth nothing. Yeah. Like dad's probably worked on it for a long time and the business is probably worth very, very little. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. 
When if they just like if they just raise their prices, mm-hmm. actually figured out what it costs to run their business, mm-hmm. add a profit margin in there, account for things like having a general manager and a CSR and an owner that needs to get paid, mm-hmm. then they would likely like they could go from six guys in the field mm-hmm. to selling for millions of dollars, yeah, really quickly. Yeah, actually, that's not, the crazy part. What's actually really crazy about it, I didn't even think about this on the call, which I should have, with like talking to business owners who are at that level where they have six guys running around, they have lead flow to keep six guys busy with minimal marketing. Yep. The conversation is almost like, do you know you could make a couple changes right now and in a Dude. very short amount of time? Like, like how if they made all the changes, like if they went in and they raised their rates and they got their guys to buy in on it and they had yep. customers who were willing to pay it. Yep. Like how quick do you think that they Dude. could get out of the truck and they could just live what they wanted to live? They could like if all they did was change their price, mm-hmm. they could get out of the truck. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man, I should have thought about that because it's then, just like and then if they just put actual marketing in place, like being that they already have a foundation to where they can stay busy with six guys without yep. any marketing, yep. you throw some marketing on that um and a good brand on that, that company's gonna go. It's good. Their marketing is going to catch on a lot faster, right? Yeah. Because they already have huh. awareness in the marketplace. Um, dude, I mean, they could... Yeah, they're like right on the cusp. Like they've made it so far with yeah. like not great pricing that if they just flip their pricing, it would just be like, oh, you mean I can go on vacation right now? Like <laughs> almost, dude. Like, I yeah. mean, within a year, they could be a four to $5 million plumbing shop. Yeah. And they could be selling for six oh, to $10 wow. million, dollars, yeah. right? Within a year. And all it would take is, you know, figuring out your pricing, then putting a real flat rate system in place with yep. software. Mm-hmm. So you have a price book. Mm-hmm. It's all flat rate. Mm-hmm. Training your technicians on that. Mm-hmm. Doing some marketing. I would actually do the marketing piece first. Right. Then go f- totally flat rate, get all those systems in place, the software in place. Mm-hmm. And hiring, you know, a CSR. Mm-hmm. And yep, yep, maybe yep. two CSRs, mm-hmm. get them going, and then hiring a general manager and get him going. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like they would have a four to five million dollar shop that's yep. churning out probably one to one and a half million dollars a year in mm-hmm. profit mm-hmm. that they could then walk away from. Mm-hmm. They could probably do it within a year. So that's like, that should be to anybody listening to this who might find themselves in that situation where they're yeah. surviving with six guys. Yep. Like to realize that, like they're right on the edge. They're right on the edge. Like they have so many things that they that like they've they, already got so many pieces of the pie. They figured have all out. the pieces of the pie. They're just and missing just, a couple key pieces. Yeah, really right? key. So it's like they they've got to this point probably on the merits of their own hard work and all those things. Yeah. And if they would just adjust a couple things, like their dreams of having that company that is profitable, of paying yep. their guys well, of being able to cash flow and go get on a boat, or do whatever they want. Yep. Is like really close. It's like it's like the three core foundations of your business, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk, we already talked about a lot of this in the last one, but pricing, mm-hmm. marketing, and then like actually like providing a good service. Mm-hmm. What we find is most people are, they're so down to provide a good service, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the first thing. It's like most people are already doing that. Yeah. But they're, and so this company is probably providing a good service. They are, I mean, the, right? when I talk to the guy, he's like, yeah, you know, we've got good uniforms, like we show yep. up, like we take care of everybody, we're very nice. Like, so they're doing that for sure. Yes, but they missed the other two. Mm. Well, they really missed the other three. There's a third one in there, mm-hmm. but it's hard to get that one in place if you don't have the other two, right? right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not a foundation, it's an add-on, okay? Yeah. So if they were priced right 
and they did good marketing and they offered the service they're already offering. Sure. I mean, they already got the service end figured out. They've already got mm-hmm. some systems figured out too because they've mm-hmm. been able to grow to six people, right? Mm-hmm. Or having four yeah, other they guys have their system around. that is very like proprietary to those two brains, right? The father and the son, they work, their brains work together well, right? They communicate yep. well. So now imagine they get good pricing, they get good marketing, and then they're already taking care of the customer. So they just have to continue to do what they've been doing there. Yeah. And then you just come in and like systemize that through software, mm-hmm. add in some SOPs, add in a few more people, mm-hmm. dude. Like that's the kind of company I want to go buy. Yeah, we're like, like we should get a hold of them. <laughs> we should offer <laughs> to buy like, them. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> like what do you have going again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like if I were to buy into a company like that, and I could come in and say, mm-hmm. okay, like even if like take their company for example, mm-hmm. this is kind of my long term goal. I want to find companies like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not just like buy their company, but I really would want to partner with them. Right. Like, okay, let's partner. And rather than like me paying you for part of your company, mm-hmm. um, you just give me 20% ownership mm-hmm. and I will come in and we'll fix your pricing. We'll, right. f- we'll put the marketing in place. Right. We'll hire the technicians. Right. We'll train the technicians. Mm-hmm. We'll hire the CSRs. We'll train the CSRs. We will put mm, SOPs sure. in place mm-hmm. in your business mm-hmm. and we'll help you grow your business from like, do you know what they were doing in revenue? Um, I think he's doing about 130,000 per month. 130,000 per month. So that's like, um, it's like, it's like a million and a half a year. Yeah. So think about that. Six, six trucks on the road trying to add a seventh. So think about that. We could mm-hmm. take them from a million and a half to probably five million mm-hmm. in a year's time. Yeah. And they all they have to do is give me twenty percent of their ownership, and then we could take their business and sell it for seven million, and eight if, million. Yeah, especially if they're in a good market, which they probably are, because most probably. people are. Let's assume we sell it for eight million, and they only got to pay me twenty percent of that. Right. Right. I make two million. They make six million. Took them a year. Yeah. They made $3 million each that year, right? Or we just keep running that business, right? Sure. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. And they're probably making, like if we could grow it to $5 million, they're making a million to a million and a half. Mm -hmm. So they got to pay me $200,000 out of that million every year. Right. I'd do it all day long. Hmm. Any day of the week. Hmm. Like to me, that'd be really fun. Yeah. I would love to go into a business like that and be like, yeah, let's do it, buddy. Yeah, like you're doing like, do you think that it's like, <laughs> do you think the hardest step of a plumbing business is offering that high level service? Um, it gets difficult when at scale. Sure. Because sure. like, I can't remember the quote I found today by Tony Robbins, but it was basically like, um, man, repetition is the, mm, sure. What was that? Repetition quote? is the master of all skill. That's what the quote is, mm-hmm. right? So the idea is if you do something enough times, then you're going to get good at it, mm-hmm. right? So like if I wanted to go learn how to snowboard, mm-hmm. which I've done before, the more I go snowboard, the better I'm going to get it at. Right. If I snowboard uh, consistently for a long enough period of time, mm-hmm. the chances of me not being good at snowboarding mm-hmm. are very low. Right. right? Yeah, sure. So you can flip that, though. It's the same thing with your employees, right? Mm -hmm. So repetition is the master of all skills. So Mm -hmm. if you have a skill that you want them to learn, Mm -hmm. which is good customer service, 
what's going to make them be good at customer service? Just lots of customer service. <laughs> True, but <laughs> what about the skill you want them is they want to know how to offer good customer service. Sure. What's the skill? Like, if that's the skill, then mm. the repetition is I have to train them on customer service. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And I can't just train them once. Mm -hmm. I can't just put one system yeah, in yeah, place yeah, yeah. and expect them to remember it for forever. Mm -hmm. I can't do one 10-minute training mm. of what good customer service looks like mm -hmm. and expect them to give good customer service for the rest of their life, mm -hmm. right? So you need to pick, like, the core things in your company. So, like, for my company, it's take care of the customer mm -hmm. at all costs, bill them accordingly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, offer five-star service. Right. Right? Those are our three. Mm -hmm. So then we always go into all of our trainings are this is what it looks like to do sure. this. This is what sure. it looks like to do this. Sure. And this is what it looks like to do this. Mm -hmm. And this is how we do it. Mm -hmm. And we do that consistently every single week mm -hmm. in a systematic fashion, right? Every Thursday, my guys come in for two hours of training and we're training them on one of those three mm -hmm. topics. Gotcha. Right? Mm -hmm. So the consistency of that training, the repetition of it, of training them on what good customer service looks like, service looks like, now they know, right? Right. But if we weren't consistent with it, they'll forget it. Right. And if you have... 200 things or 300 things you're trying to train them on, mm -hmm. you can't be, you can't repeat them yeah, sure. very often, right? Mm -hmm. So you really got to like narrow it down to like, what are the core things that I need my guys to do? What are the core things that are going to make them successful at their job? Right. So that I'm successful at my, you know, in my company. Right. right. And then just repeat, 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 mm -hmm. repeat. You mm -hmm. sound like a broken record, but that's how it goes. Yes, that's okay. It's consistently repeating the three things you want them to do. Like, yep. do these three things. Here's how we do them. This is how you can be successful with these three things over and over and over mm -hmm. and over. And guess what's going to happen? They're going to be successful at those three things. Right. 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 Yeah. Especially because within that, you're still monitoring for success in those three things. Like, yes. you're still looking because you have like benchmarks for that. You have KPIs yep. for that. Yep. Like, oh, five-star reviews or this or that or a one-star yeah. review because then you can say, hey, we got this. Yep. I've been seeing this a lot. This is a failing in one of these core issues. Yep. And then you can use that to directly train and that can really connect with the guys. Yep. And think about like business where we're undercharging or we're trying to push through six jobs a day. Oh, dude, you ain't got no time to train nobody. We don't have time and we don't have money to train nobody. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have time or money to go hold a two-hour training every Thursday. Yep, that's a lot. That's like right? you need all those jobs. You need them all. And so... Like, you're never going to be able to scale good customer service mm -hmm. if you're not charging accordingly, right. optimizing the jobs, right. and, like, you know, taking the time to serve the customer. Right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you might have a lead problem, but more likely you probably have a pricing problem. Here's the thing. The lead problem is easy to fix. Sure. <laughs> it's like, sure. go hire a good marketing company, and have them do marketing for you. Or increase your spend right? with your current marketing company if you already have one. Yes, right? Need more leads? It's just a matter of more marketing, Yes. right? Yep. And it's not a silver bullet like mm -hmm. we covered earlier in this, mm -hmm. right? There's no silver bullet that's going to get you the super cheap lead that you can go make tons of money with. Right. It just doesn't right. exist. A million right? water heaters for the rest of my life. They're not going to, no marketing company is going to crack the code. And <laughs> what? be able to get you these bottom dollar leads that are really high value customers, right? 
It's just not going to happen. Oh, right. So instead, let's go to like real marketing techniques, right? right, That actually work. And then let's focus instead of like, I need a million leads. Let's focus on how can I do the best with the leads I am getting? Yeah, that's a good question to ask yourself. Like, am I doing the best with the leads that I am getting after you've resolved your pricing issue, right? Yeah. Because the only way to do the best with the with your leads that you do have is to be priced properly. Yeah, you'll never be able to do the best with the leads you have if you're not priced properly. Yeah. It's just even, not going to happen. Even if you applied all the techniques that we said and you're not priced properly, you'll just lose money on the end of the day because you still need to hit six of those suckers. <laughs> Unless you want to <laughs> yeah. work like 12, 14-hour days. But even if you do hit six, sure, you're, you're still sure. not making money. Yep. Right? Yep. So, yeah. Cool. Cool, man. Yeah. Make more money with less leads. Char- charge more and optimize those leads. There you go. It's as simple as that. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Jared. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. See ya. See ya. (laughs) I'm going to pee.